guys, welcome back to the Starring Milana podcast. This is season four, episode seven. Happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Um, and you know what? Welcome to 2021. I feel like this is the beginning of the year. We're officially at the beginning of the year. I know we said January 4th, but like the first couple of weeks just didn't feel like we're still getting in the groove of things. I mean, I was anyway. So I feel like now I'm like really ready for 2021. We're going to have a new president this week. Um, I'm going to start a low carb, no carb, high carb diet for 30 days. <laughs> I'm going to work out more five to six times a week. Um, I'm really excited for 2021. <laughs> Three weeks in. Um, on the mic behind the scenes, I have my co-producer and friend Lena Noraldine. Hi. Happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day. There you go. See, today I remembered you. Oh, yeah. It's all good. Today I remembered you. I'll chime uh, in. Yes. In. Thank you guys for being here and listening on this uh, first day of the year. <laughs> so you saw that meme, right? That was like, yeah, like 2021 starts like next week because these last two weeks were giving me like 2020 vibes. All the 2020 vibes. Like, I just feel like we're going to leave it behind. Like after yeah. the inauguration, it's just going to yeah. be like a fresh start. Hopefully, hopefully. Um, so I'm kind of excited. And just for me too, like I said, low carb, high carb, no carb, whatever it is. Yeah. Milana doesn't know what like meal plan we're going on. What is it called? There's no like name. It's oh. just, oh, it's called, it's called a carb cycle. So oh. like, yeah, I think it's called a carb cycle. I've been so telling everyone, like I've been naming it that. Low carb, high carb, no carb. Yeah. So like some days you have, you're allowed to have a high amount of carbs. Some days are low carbs. Yeah. Some days are no carbs. And it's just like a carb cycle to help you lose weight and yeah. You know. Because we're working out and it's working, but not really. It's like we're maintaining, but yeah. like we're not losing, losing the weight that we're trying to lose. Yeah. fat that we want to lose. Yes. The fat's got to go. I don't know if it's age or I, we work out it's like age. six, seven days a week. It's and these age, aren't no like also muscle. pansy ass workouts. Like no, these are like pansy, no. rough workouts. So I was like, diet it is. You got to go back to the basics. Like diet is like 80% of it. I really, it's so unfortunate. It's really unfortunate. But it is. Because if, if it was working it out was 80%, we'd be like in, with no problem. We'll be killing yeah if the, if the roles were reversed we'd be fine yeah but. which i don't get but like whatever anyway um if you're new here welcome there are three segments the first one is called bts where we recap my past week the second one is called talk worthy where we pick a few things going on in the media and try to offer a new or different perspective and the third segment is called dropping gems where we pick a topic of the week and we drop a few gems so let's get into bts um this week i've realized that i am now considered an older woman let me tell you why oh my god um, she's so dramatic i'm petty bitch lena and i were working on zoom and we were uh trying to figure out like what is the age demographic for a potential client and she proceeds to say you know it's for the older women like the women in their 30s and 40s i almost cried and i'm about to cry right now because my eyes are getting watery bitch i'm about 30 and a half so now you're considering me as the older generation of women and it is so rude i feel like 30 is the new 20 and she just totally missed the memo and she insulted me and put me in the older woman category where clearly i'm just like 30 and thriving and i think it's so fucking rude i just want you to know that and i'm gonna blast you on here so that every other 30 year old woman can come and shame you because i feel personally attacked she's so dramatic so let me number one i'm 28 and she's 30 we're literally we're probably less than two years apart so no, we're not it's more than two years it's two years and two months do the math Oh, it is. Yeah, I never did the math like mm. that. Okay, whatever. And then I also was talking about a, like um, like a potential client we may have worked with, like their target audience, number one, not our right. target target audience. That's but, what I was saying, yes. Oh, anyways, I was just like, I'm not <laughs> <laughs> narrowing our, our prospects here. 
<laughs> Milana is dramatic, you guys. That's all I have to say. I did not call her old. Older? Older. That's <sighs> relative. That's rude. She's like, it's for the older women. You know, the ones in their 30s so and 40s. So what's older? As if okay, she's let's, not let's, older, but I, I am, am in the older. older I'd be the- looking like Lori Harvey is 24 years old. I'm sorry. I had to take a second when I saw that because yeah. I knew she was young and she was younger than me, but like four years younger than me. Six years younger than me. That's 10 crazy. years younger than Michael, which we're going to talk about. So I don't want to get too crazy. Yet. Yeah. But like even that. And then like, of course, like Kylie Jenner is young and I'm just like all of these people and like even Cardi pe- B is younger than you. Yeah. See, like blows my mind. Yeah, it does. So like it definitely does. I'm not young, but whatever. People will say like, oh yeah, you're young. And they'll say you're young too. So what is older then? Older now is 40s and 50s? Yes. Like okay. I, I w- stand corrected. And Thank I you. Take apologize <laughs> on this public platform of the Starring Milana podcast that I inferred that Milana is an older woman. <laughs> She's apologizing to all of us. Justice for the 30 year olds. <laughs> I'll be there in two years. Watch. Oh my God. I'm dead. Okay. So I just wanted to get that off my chest. Um, this week, not much happened except a lot of TV shit. So let me just like briefly get into it. There's this, and Lena, you need to pay attention to this because this is a conversation to be had. Real Housewives of Dallas. I told you last week, there's an eight, a Chinese housewife on this show. She's the first one, uh, Asian housewife I don't know if it's like across all platforms but on this one for sure anyway so she takes them to a traditional like Chinese I think it's like a lunch like or maybe you can have for dinner too it's called dim sum where you like it's just basically like um you eat like small plates of things right Mm -hmm. so she's asking everyone to try chicken feet and she's like insisting that people eat like the chicken feet and you know, some people are like, no, I'm okay. And like, they looked kind of like, ooh, like, I don't want to eat that. And I saw like, not a lot of this, but a little, like a small amount of people on social media having a conversation about how like, that could be like insulting to someone's culture when you're like, you know, like making a face when like their traditional food comes out or like something like that. And I just have to say, I actually, I am very cautious when I'm introduced to, especially cuisine. I think cuisine and food is very important to a culture. Like every culture has their food, their traditional foods. And I think that they're very proud of it. And I'm very careful when someone asks me to try something new, if it's like as a little like on the extreme side, I try not to like make a face or, you know, do a sound, but not everyone's like that some people just react but I do want to say that I don't believe that people are in like like disgusted by the culture or like anyone should take it as if it's like an insult to the culture I think it's just I'm not trying to eat no chicken feet so what I was gonna say is like I think it's twofold because like you need to respect people's like cultures and via their cuisines but then you also need to respect like people's dietary like boundaries and restrictions like one like you're pescatarian some people are vegan some people are vegetarian like they can't eat that and I think I will say like I think it's a little bit immature to like make a face and like hackle or yes. make comments with the other guests I, d- yeah. I didn't see it I think that's rude I there think, was there was a little bit of that you are yeah correct, yes. so I think you can say like oh like thank you so much but I'm actually this is like uh actually I'm vegan or I'm vegetarian or, or I just like don't want yeah it. or I prefer not to eat this yeah. like but thank you so much for offering I'll like try I'll try to try something else yeah and kind of just basically like articulate your boundary whatever that is and then but like thank them for offering but you're totally right like people are and their cuisines are like very proud I was like laughing back here because I've definitely 
like told you to eat some Egyptian food at my house. And I'm like, hopefully I didn't force her. No, I'm just kidding. No, but yeah. also, well, I'm, I'm. Like, and I, I thought of that because like you went into that mode, like, oh, like, thank you so much. And like you ended up eating it, but yeah. like, it's so funny because you have to like, my dad was there. That's why if it was me, she'd be like, whatever. No, I would never. Yeah. I don't insult people's foods. No, no, no. I'm saying like you, you ended up eating it. My dad made like some Egyptian food. So fucking good. Yeah. Think she about loved it, it all the time. I will eat it right now. Yeah. It's really good. It's yeah. called fool. It's basically beans and vegetables with like bread mm-hmm. and cheese. It's just like the Egyptians they eat. Your stomach is like shooting you yeah. know, later at night. I don't like, eat the beans, it. Like, because but I don't eat good. inflammatory food, so my dad is, like, pushing it on all my friends. I'm I, older. He, I eat inflammatory food. What else you got? How else no, are you going to stop me this I week? A, Milana, <laughs> I you can tell the people that I have a sensitive stomach. You I do, really do. You do. So you I do. can't eat it. But, yeah, I mean, I think there's a way to be respectful. Right. And, like, it's really unfortunate. And especially in, like, I would say especially in, like, Asian cultures, they're very, like, sensitive about yes, their yes. their food and people eating their food and the, and it's all coming from like a good place yeah i mean like my grandma will like have like five or six dishes with like side dishes and main dishes and she wants you to eat it all and like you know those like grandparents it's like have a second serving or whatever yeah. and like so they people love to show their love with food yeah so it's just like be respectful be thankful and just say like i can't eat this Thank i think you. my saving grace really has been being a, a pescatarian because i think a lot of the stranger foods not i mean i guess i don't want to insult anyone but they are it could be a little strange like there's like cow balls that people eat and like Test those are testicles. I said balls, but you know what I'm saying. The testicles of animals, or like you know the arteries of animals, like the fucking brains and eyes. And for me, I think my saving grace has been like, oh, I'm a pescatarian. I can't eat that. You know, it's like my perfect way to get out of situations. Some people eat like shark and stuff. Yeah, I was in when in high school. I went to China for like a uh, a debate. It's called Model United Nations. And we went to a restaurant in China and like I ordered fish and the fish came like oh, the full fish and the face the and eyes, everything the face, and the yeah. eyes. Yeah. And I was like actually looking back on it. But a lot of cultures it. do that. We yeah. Armenians have yeah, that Yeah, even in, in Egypt we eat like yeah. the full fish. But like there was a, like other like international and like American yeah. like um, classmates, yeah, students that were there. And I was like did not care about the eyes, but some people were like freaking out and I just kind of like removed them. But mm-hmm. like looking back on it, was it was immature. I like took a picture with the eye. Like it was like <laughs> – it was really funny. I really I should show you these pictures. But like it didn't I ended up eating it. Some people didn't want to eat it and yeah. like they were freaked out by it. But like it's like you can cut the head off and it's like the same thing, like the bones and stuff. It's just like a more difficult way to eat, but Yeah. You have to remove the bones and stuff like that because it's like a full fish. A full fish, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so that happened on Real House as of Dallas. The Bachelor's third episode comes out tonight. Um episode two really quickly recap from last week. So um, you know, uh, uh, this Queen Victoria girl is still there. Remember oh, her? wow. Yeah. Um, Damn. and I guess she's gonna, I saw the previews for episode three, so she didn't get eliminated, obviously. Um, and I just have to say that she's getting a little, like, it's a little too much now. Like, now she's like, she was talking about how she's like an empath, like, she's not. She, um, I think... I'm trying to understand if she's if this is acting or if this is how she really is. And, like, I can't imagine that this is acting because it's a lot. Like, she's just too much. Like, nobody, like, is going to act like this. And I started to think, like, is she just really confident? Or, because it seems very mature, or is she just really insecure? 
and she just acts out in this way and I can't really put my finger on it. All I know is that the producers are like now have kept her way too long. Like this is three weeks and I think it's like to make this show because we know that it's real. Like the relationships are real but you're, when you're producing certain cast members like it's time for her to go because it's pretty obvious that like they're not a match. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of over her so I want to uh I, I want him to like really get down to like his like top girls and like who he's really interested in and like let's get rid of the people that we know are just there for like you know just for the show so it that seems happened. like from the first impression of her like I don't know this is just my assessment when anyone acts that way I automatically think they're insecure I don't really deem that as like authentic confidence yeah. but that's just me she just seems insecure the fact that she's from LA like she's almost like trying to be what she thinks like a girl from LA would be right. like. And again, I don't, we don't know her in real life if she's really that way. But to me, she seems like a little insecure and it's like a coping mechanism. Like you over, like you're, um, not like, yeah, like you kind of over exaggerate. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah. Because Com overcompensate. overcompensate. Thank yeah. you. Like, cause you're uncomfortable. And I mm -hmm. think she's uncomfortable. Like it's a lot like uh, there's, I saw in the first episode, some women, like a lot of people were talking about how they were nervous and mm -hmm. like, they've never done this before. They're uncomfortable. And I think that's like her coping mechanism to just like be overly confident. It's, it was very interesting. You need to watch it so we can talk about it on here. I have so many other things to watch. I'm but watching this is once Bridgerton, a week. Yeah, which but this also is once a week. Oh hell no, bitch! You're not about to give me a negative comment on Bridgerton. It's like what? So far, I don't see what's like making it amazing. What do you mean? It's a period piece with a super diverse cast. The I costuming like is insane. The what set design the actual, is incredible. Like, the, plot? the plot is amazing. It is like. Gossip Girl in the 1800s. What do you yeah. mean? You can't... Are you kidding me? It's like one of the top shows of the year. Your taste of television, I cannot... It's what episode are you on? Two. I can't with you. I can't. It's You're like... Really, oh, it's you good, but like it's not like... It's not like um, the little fires everywhere. It's not like an, an intriguing plot. Like I feel like I've seen this plot before. Those things that you mentioned are the most interesting mm -hmm. part of the, of the show, but like the actual plot. Yeah. It's really? Kind of I love the plot. I'm like, are they, who's she going to end up with? Who's she going to marry? Who's going to get I mean, back? Are you kind of crazy? reminds me of the bathroom. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, it is, but I mean like, yeah, but like kind of, but like, no, like I like shows like the, un like, was it with Nicole Kidman? The undoing. The undoing, like those type of shows, like I'll binge and I want to like know what mm -hmm. happened. I mean, no, I, this is like Downton Abbey vibes. Yeah, but I think Downton Abbey to me was still like way more intricate. Like there was a lot more going on. There There's was, like three, four, five plots happening at once. Maybe I need to continue. That's, Are you even paying attention? I am. I, you know me. I can't. I have to like only watch it. Please I tried continue. to like You're fold, stressing my, me out. I can't fold my this. laundry or like cook in the kitchen and watch anything and I can't. Does I have your to, brother like, like it? Uh, he's watching it with my mom. Like, uh -huh. I don't know. Keep watching. I don't know. I think it's great. I'm going to keep watching for sure. I, I like it. It's just not like, yeah. oh my God, what's going to happen next? Wow. Really surprised at you. Um, okay. The next thing I want to talk about is The Queen. So I finally finished all four seasons. And like, honestly, you have to be a person who can get through really slow historical moments. Really slow. I'm talking about like the Winston... Churchill's of the times like the Margaret Thatcher problems the thing about the queen is it's not like a drama of like what's happening inside of the castle it's actually like what was happening so every season there's four seasons focuses on one decade okay 
So, mind you, in a couple of years, it's going to be the 70 years since she's been the queen. So, there's a lot. These four seasons focus on about a decade, like 10 to 12 years each season. So, it's not 10 to 12 years of what the queen was doing. It's like, yeah, the queen is obviously in it and her family's in it. And like, it's how they're involved, involved in certain things that happen in that time of history. So like, whether it was a war in another country, whether it was a president elected in America and how that affected them, whether it was like, um, you know, the recession in England, it's like all of these like things are happening. And, and it's how the royal family is also a little bit about them, of course, but how like their involvement and in, like every episode is some sort of like thing that happens. So it's not just like you're watching a fictional Bridgerton or like Downton Abbey of like this, this, this is like queen and like her family and like what they do every day. It's like not that at all. So it is hard to get through. It is very slow. But I got through what's getting me to get through it is imagining that this all of this happened in real life so I'm watching it as like oh this isn't like fictional someone made this up like this is real life shit so like that and these are real life people so that's the only way like I was able to get through it I honestly watched the first two seasons and never thought about it again and then I forgot about season three and I was like oh season four features like Princess Diana like I have to watch season three and season four to get to it and yeah, I mean, one thing that I learned, it's it's interesting, uh, is that, like, the royal family is really just a symbol. Like, they are not, they they cannot give their opinions on anything, on anything political. They um, are, have to remain impartial. The one time she gave her opinion, it was a really bad, like, it went really bad about Margaret Thatcher. Like, someone had to, like, take the fall for it and, like, get fired, like, said that it wasn't her, but it was her. Um, they have to remain impartial. They can't have an opinion. Um, and, you know, it, everything in everyone's life comes second to the crown. So, like, no, you can't marry who you want to marry. Like, no, you can't go be this career or do this job or do this. You can't. Everything revolves around the queen and the crown and the royal family, just, like, uh, like their image. So they're really just, like, a symbol. And, um... Yeah, it was just crazy to realize that. Like, they really don't have a voice. And I can understand why someone like Meghan Markle, you know, would, wouldn't be able to handle it. And someone like Prince Harry, who just, like, didn't care because he's not really next in line for anything. And it's clear by watching the show, like, the Queen's sister, she came second. So, like, her life, she felt like there was no purpose in her life. And the same thing with, you know um the uh th what's her name like her other the queen's other three kids like Anne and Edward and Andrew like they just all kind of were in the background because they were never going to be next in line to be you know king or queen so it's just crazy and I like it I I enjoyed it and watching Princess Diana and, and how like fucked up their relationship was and how he was just like really trying to be with Camilla his whole life and like they the family didn't want him with her and Princess Diana paid the price in that marriage. Like, she really just had a hard time. And it was really, like, sad to watch because... Yeah, I watched a few episodes when my mom and my brother were watching it. So I guess I what watched season, season four. four. Uh -huh. And that was the first thing. I didn't know that either. And I think we talked about this on the podcast. I didn't know that, like, she didn't... The queen didn't make any decisions. I was yeah. like, she's literally just there. Like, I watched that episode yeah. when someone, like, broke into the the castle mm -hmm. and then I watched the one about her sister and then I watched the one like and I saw bits and pieces of like Princess Diana and like her struggle but yeah I didn't know that and I was like because that person that came and broke in was like you're the figurehead like yeah. can't you do something and it was so sad because like she couldn't do anything yeah. but she like really did was like connected to the people and yeah. like cared I would I'm trying to say so 
um, yeah, it was interesting. I didn't know that at all. Yeah. Um, I, th- I liked it. I, it is slow, but like when you are learning stuff that like you didn't know, it's, it's, it's entertaining. Yeah, exactly. So that's that. And then the last thing that I watched, but I'm not going to talk about, it. I'm going to talk about it next week cause I haven't finished it is the Tiger Woods documentary. There's part one and part two. I watched part one. So I'm going to watch part two and I really recommend you guys watch it too. It's, um, on HBO max. And the first part was really, really good. There's a lot about him. I didn't know or his dad and his family. So I'm excited to see part two. I think it's about his like affairs and his like sex addiction. So it's going to be a little like, you know, hard to watch, but We'll see. So I'll recap that next week. Um, that's all I have for BTS. So Talkworthy. I'm going to start off with some really good news. Lena, you're probably not going to get that excited, but I am so excited. Taco Bell is going to get Beyond Meat products, and they're going to try to incorporate that into their regular menu. I don't know if they're doing a test trial. So that means now I can go and get a crunch wrap and get it with like Beyond Beef instead of getting it with beans, which, by the way, I got yesterday. I didn't want to tell you, but I'm telling you now. Why do you feel like I'm going to, like, judge you what you get? Because it's a really fucked up meal, if you think about it. Like, out of all the fast food things you decide to eat, like, this is where you go. My issue, I don't eat, like, fast food. I have, like, things with, like, too much sugar, like like cookies or, like, banana bread. Even, like, the non-dairy coconut yogurt I have from Trader Joe's, it has, like, 15 grams of sugar in it. Really? Which is, like, a lot. Yeah, because, like, they put a lot of sugar, I guess, to, like overcompensate with the coconut milk i don't know that's true um yeah but it's whatever it's period week we eat what we want yes and i'm yeah that's true like it's no question yeah no question i'm really excited though because that means like oh by the way i went on this whole hunt about which kfcs have the beyond chicken pause when she was like i was literally dead looking her in her face i'm like is she crazy because she like spoke about this already and i was like wait that was a different fast food restaurant and i'm like everyone's hopping on this train i feel like everyone is going to be some sort of vegetarian i mean they had to keep up with all of the people who are becoming vegan they have to offer like vegan options or you know what i mean yeah to like you know what i mean to keep their customers and their consumers happy and stuff. yeah but i was like Should she talk about this already i'm like oh this is another fast this, food yes because right now does mcdonald's doesn't have mcdonald's anything. is supposed to get something okay uh burger king has yeah. the impossible whopper which i haven't tried yet either i'm a little nervous about that but it's good to know that they have it um but yeah so i'm just waiting to see i can't the kfc there's only like one in like near me it's not even near me Did it's in hollywood it? yeah it's oh. one on vermont like i had to go on a whole thing I, I, yeah the rest of them are like in like south la which i'm like hello people like in, on this side of town like don't eat me too like they're probably you know they trial it out at certain places and if it does well then probably places where like it's there's more um like where mm-hmm. there's more customers i guess yeah south la or west la south and west oh okay not here I nothing see. here Nothing below, nothing um, Hollywood. above Hollywood, which is crazy, mm. but like fine, whatever. Anyway, so I'm excited about that. Mm, I can't wait. By the way, if you guys um, haven't heard on any of my past podcasts and you don't eat meat and you're wondering what the fuck do I get at Taco Bell, it is a Crunchwrap Supreme and a taco, no meat, substitute beans, Lena, shut up, um, and it's so fucking delicious. With a Diet Coke. With a Diet Coke. I want some now. Oh my God. Yeah, that is my meal. Okay. 
The second thing that happened this week, which I thought was interesting, Anne Hathaway says her name is not really Anne, and she's tired of people calling her that, and I'm so confused. Apparently, her name is Annie, and she says that everyone in her like life, like her personal life, calls her Annie, but everyone in the world calls her Anne, and she doesn't want people to call her Anne. It's a little too late in the game for you to tell us that, because like, who's going to call you Annie at this point in your life? Like, which, what... What media sources are going to call you Annie? I just think it's crazy. And it made me realize, like, no, Anne is a way better, like, actress name. Like, mm-hmm. Anne Hathaway. Like, imagine Annie Hathaway. It's like, no, this doesn't do it for me. So I think that's a way better one. And I was thinking about, like, myself. Like, if I was, like, in her shoes or, like, I needed a stage name, would I keep my name or would I, like, create a stage name so I can separate my life, like, my personal life and, like, my celebrity life? But who does that successfully? Eminem. Oh, like more actors though. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think more like music <clears throat> people. Yeah, you know what I think actors do though. I think they keep like they keep like their first and last name, and like maybe do like their when they get married they like have another name. Do you get what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it's the last name that usually gets a little tricky. Yeah. But I don't. I think I would keep my name regardless. Yeah, I mean, I think your name is pretty, it's like a strong name. Thanks. It is. What would you do? I would keep my name. It's a strong name. It's just like four letters, a lot of like vowels. <laughs> There's two. It's two, two and two. Yeah, two. It's 50%. It's not more than that. Wow, your math this week is tragic. Um, Okay, the next thing I want to talk about is Sex and the City is coming back with a new uh, show it's a 10 episode show I guess on HBO Max and it's going to be called and just like that it's a revival is that the word yeah like you, when Gilmore Girls did it oh yes 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 oh my yes, God, yes yes I miss it so much yes yeah, Gilmore Girls is my favorite show ever see she likes Gilmore Girls and it's like such a good Bridgerton show. is like stressing her out no, no, like, Gilmore what Girls do you say so good especially when you were like younger and like in high school well you have to pretend you're younger and in high school when you're watching Bridgerton okay okay uh-huh um but anyway okay this is insane that they're coming back I never thought they would I thought that they would make another movie I didn't think that they were gonna come out with another show um but Kim Cattrall is not gonna be in it she decided that she's gonna opt out of anything else that's sex in the city related I guess her and Sarah Jessica Parker have like problems um and she just didn't want to play the role of Samantha Jones so it's gonna be weird I can't really imagine the show without Samantha like she was like that like that like she was like that bounce in the show you know like she was the one that like said that one thing that you needed to hear and so this is just gonna be really weird it's sad when they like do stuff like when like that kind of stuff happens yeah the same thing with like full house netflix brought it back and it was fuller house but mary kate and ashley like didn't want to be on it and so it was like weird and they like made like kind of funny jokes in it and like talked to the camera about it like took moments to like address it Uh, oh you watched that I was when I worked for Mm -hmm. the advertising agency Mm -hmm. that was our show that we had to market. But um, yeah, like that. Yeah, it's going to be I mean, they'll probably focus more obviously on the other um, women. But yeah, that is sad and unfortunate. They're not going to all. But I don't mind. People were like, oh, they shouldn't have brought it back at all then. I'm like, no, like I think like the story continues. And I and I people love people love it. Yeah, they're obsessed with that show. So like might as well the people who want to watch. Yeah. Jennifer Hudson did say she would be interested in coming back because she was in one of the movies. Mm. So that could be interesting. I do like her. Um, so that's that. What else? Okay, so we have news that J-Lo and Lady Gaga are performing at the inauguration. Oh. Um, and I was wondering why, but here it is. According to CNN, 
<laughs> Lady Gaga and Jennifer Lopez will headline president uh, the Presidential Inauguration Committee announced on Thursday, Gaga, who has a history of activism alongside Biden and campaigned for him during the general election, will perform the national anthem, which makes sense to me. There will be a musical performance by Lopez, who has used her voice during the coronavirus pandemic to speak out against a uh, disproportionate toll on minority communities. So, okay. Which is true. Yes. I get Lady Gaga. No, I'm saying for J-Lo, and she did a whole live yes, with it's like true. Biden and her husband. I'm just trying to understand what's J-Lo's performance going to be. Because here's the thing. I think that a lot of, some people use their own music when they do these inauguration performances, but some people sing like really famous classic songs. And it's really more focused on the singing of the part. You know what I'm saying? And J-Lo is, like, such a strong performer. Like, she just goes on... She performs the fuck out of anything. And I'm thinking to myself, like, what are you going to perform at an inauguration? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not, it's not like... It's not like, you know... Yeah. Where is she going to dance? <laughs> my love don't cost a thing. Like, no, my love does cost a thing. It costs that stimulus check. Like, where where is it, Biden? So it's like, what is she going to sing? I'm just really mm, that's curious. That's a good question. Is she going to dance? And that's what I'm Is saying. There a stage? So, like, she's not really like, oh, I'm just going to go up and sing a song. Yeah. And just not perform. She's not like a Mariah Carey. Was Mariah Carey not available is my question for this. She's not, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. She's just more of like a give you a performance, give get you up on your feet. So that's one question. The second question is like, is she performing at the actual inauguration or like at the ball? Like Beyonce performed oh. at the ball. No, I thought... For, I thought and she, she sang the Star Spangled Banner. She did both, I think. Yeah, I was like, she also, when Obama was yeah, inaugurated, she, yeah. For, that's the, and then she saw, sang yeah, she um, At Last. Yeah, she did both. At the both, ball, yeah. yes. Um, and some other performers include Bob Dylan, Aretha Franklin, hmm. Frank Sinatra, Michael Jackson, Ray Charles. I just want to, to know what this performance is going to look like. I'm just very gonna, I'm so, surprised they're going ahead with all of that. I mean, like, there's so much talk about, like, violence and all this kind of stuff i'm also s- surprised and i'm also a little bit sad for them for joe biden and yeah, really sad. i mean he's already experienced this i know it was like on a secondary level but for, for more for camp kamala harris like the first like black the first like south asian is that mm-hmm. the proper term okay yeah. the first female like vice president all of these things and it's in the middle of a pandemic a lot of people aren't going to come it's in the middle of like this this like fear that people have that these crazy like you know groups of Trumpers are going to come back, you know? It's just like, it's just such a strange time and I really do feel bad that this is the experience she's going to have. All that means is maybe she just now has to run for president and, like, have a real Did you one. see, like, I saw, like, Ivana, Ivanka Trump was like, oh, I, like, may run for president and be, like, the first pe- female president. And I'm I like, swear to God. please sit down. Please. I beg you. At that point, we need Kim Kardashian. Like, yeah. if we're going to play yeah. these games, yeah. oh, if you think you are qualified, I got you. I got one. I got someone who's got a little more qualified than you, who's a you. little more popular than you. Like, don't play games. Yeah. Like, if they... <laughs> like, this Trump family does not want to disappear. They like, need to yo, go. we do not want you. We don't want to hear. Um, so, anyway, that, so that was interesting news. What else happened this week? I mean, this is a developing story. I just want to put it on everyone's radar because it's on mine. I don't have much to say except the fact that it's absurd that it took this long. Nine people were um, arrested, including the former governor of Michigan, um, were charged, sorry, for the Flint water crisis that happened in, that left 12 people dead. By the way, this was in 2014, and it's been, like, almost seven years. Why the fuck is it taking so 
long? Like, how long is this investigation? I don't know. This is crazy. Yeah. So it's still developing. We'll see who was at fault. But there's a lot of, like, shadiness about it. And I, there's going to do a movie on this. Once, like, the charges mm-hmm. are, you know, done and people, whatever, there's going to be a whole thing on this. Like, 12 people died. No, I mean, and, like, so many people are sick. And of course. And you don't know how many, like, what long-term effects. Yes. Like. Uh, well, on your lungs. I mean, there's a lot of people. What is it called? Legarin's Le- disease or something like that? That's what a lot of people got uh-huh. from this. God, I'm really butchering that. I know. Um, no, it's, that, was, that wasn't bad. That wasn't bad? Okay. Yeah, so that's, I know what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so that's developing. Um, another thing I saw in the media this week is 30 women have come forward with a with a groping scandal against Cuba Gooding Jr. So... I think it was last year. I was like, we talked about this. We did. I think it was last year, but now it was like one or two women. Now it's 30 women, and wow. now they're like going to court. And um, his defense team is using like all of these things. Like, let me guys give you guys examples. They're talking about um, some of the things that the victims have shared on their social media, like in court. They're they're giving examples of, you know, every time a woman comes up and gives her, you know, she says like, oh, this is what he did to me. This is how he inappropriately touched me, yada, yada, yada. They go, they they now his defense comes back and like, not like rebuttals, but kind of, kind of says some really sh- like fucked up things about each victim. For example, for the first one, they said um, that she's posted things online about how self conscious she is with her body. The second one, um, she's into threesomes. The third one, um, well, this one has trauma with like child abuse. So like to me, it's bizarre that the defense is like really using things that they shared about like their personal lives across social media to kind of what what is how is this correlated and like what are you really trying to say are you trying to say that because they've had these like experiences or like these traumas that like they somehow aren't justified like his his inappropriate unwarranted like unwarranted touching or groping is like justified in some way or are these women misunderstanding what he was trying to do or his approach because they have some sort of like trauma or experiences in the past I'm not really getting what they're trying to do but I think it's like a little it's like on a little usually like, they like when the def- defense does that it's to discredit the yes. witnesses and I, I get your question and I have the same question I think like they're trying to discredit them like, oh, in the with the assumption, I don't know if they're going to outward, like they need to tie it all together if this is their whack-ass defense, right. that like they like gave him indication that they wanted this right. or they, they did want it or like the rest of their life shows that they live this type of lifestyle, basically in a way which is like really unfortunate and this is like the the narrative that they put around women a lot of the time is that, oh, they wanted it or they they made it seem like they wanted it. I, that's just the assumption yeah. I'm making from what you're saying. But, like, definitely from all the, like, TV shows I've watched, they're always, like, trying to discredit the witness and, and all this kind of stuff and, like, make you not want to believe them. Yeah. And, like, not, like, when you're, like, when it's a jury trial, like, you want to trust the witnesses and, like, you know what I mean? Like, kind of connect with them or see yourself in yeah. them. And if they like ostracize these women to where they like. And any little doubt yeah. already makes like discredits them. But I so. mean, the sheer amount of like, they're going to discredit like 30 different women. Listen, that's crazy. I witnessed this shit firsthand in 2016. Yeah. I saw him do this in front of me. He tried to do it to me. Like, I have to say allegedly because I don't want to get in trouble, but like, he tried and I was already like over here on some other shit. So, like, I've seen this. This is real. I can tell you that this is real. But, you know, unfortunately, it's just, it, 
I do think that it only happens when he is under the influence because all Which of these is still cases obviously a problem. Horrible. Yeah. All of these cases, for the most part, that I've read were when he was under the influence, and when I saw him, he was heavily under the influence. So, I do think that that's when it happens, and I do think that there is room for him to grow from it and change his ways. I don't think this is like inherently in him. I think maybe like if he stops using certain substances, all substances, and like and he's clear headed, maybe this won't happen. Because it's only happened when he's under the influence, but it is real. This yeah, is a I don't real see them like discrediting thirty women. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what type of strategy that is. Yeah. So that happened. Uh, the next thing I want to talk about is Lori Harvey and Michael B. Jordan. She took everyone's man, including mine, everyone's boyfriend. I'm, you know, so hurt, you know, because ever since I saw the Chronicle. A million years ago. I thought he was just the hottest thing in the world. And what? Why are you shaking your head? You don't agree? No, he's hot. But like I'm hearing this saga story. <laughs> I'm just saying. I feel like everyone feels the same way. But I'm, we're so happy for her. Like if you were going to get any man in the world and this is the man you got, like props to you. I do want to talk about one thing though. Um, You know, I thought that because she's been so public with a lot of her relations or situations with men, um, there's always two sides to a, a like a story. And usually, like more people would have been on the side that's kind of like, oh my god, another man, like she's out here, blah blah blah. But like, what I've been seeing like this past week just makes me so happy that everyone is just kind of like, yes, bitch, get yours. You know, it's like very much like, I don't know, like cheering her on in this i saw some people who like are made like more so they're like making fun of her they're not like like judging her yeah. talking badly about her but there's like memes like making fun of her that she's always like with someone else but like i don't think it's bad there was more praise than yeah. bad though which was, was surprising to yeah. me but i'm happy to see it because i think that i hate that like the, the stereotypes the misogyny of it all like men can do whatever they want they can yeah. date however many women have 10 baby mamas but like as soon as a woman's dating of course she's gonna date public figures like who is she gonna date she's like and I think, like, figure herself. I don't know and, like, her who gives a fuck? Yeah, her personal life. But it doesn't seem like she just sleeps around and, like, has one-night stands and doesn't care. Like, she's in relationships with these yeah. people. Like, that's what it seems like yeah. if, like, you were to look from and the And even outside. if she was just doing yeah. that, it's still, like, no one's business. But I'm glad to see more people praising her than, like, I don't know, knocking her down. Yeah. Because it could really have gone the other way. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think, like, she should. She's a young woman, and she if she could bring something to the table and, you know what I mean, ha- like, connects with these men, like, de- like as she grows in her life, like, why not? I yeah. mean, yeah, we love Michael B. Jordan. Like, Good luck. Hope it works out. <laughs> um, and so- you can tell, like, when she posted and they posted each other, like, just, like such like, a cute kind of, like, caring, like, mm-hmm. nature like you it kind of just you see that kind of energy and like they just recently kind of posted each other more and it it is it's nice it kind of I think people are praising it because it gives them hope yeah um because it does look like a very authentic loving like like relationship yeah we're like oh I could see myself like being like that with somebody so you better manifest that shit Lena you and your Drake candle oh I know (laughs) I miss Drake oh man he gotta come back the last thing I want to talk about um is I don't really have much to say because I kind of gave up because I can't keep track is, um, you know, the House votes to impeach, obviously, Trump again. Um, is he or isn't he going to go? I don't know. I can't keep up. Like, 
I think Pence has to do something about it, and like it doesn't seem like he will. You know what I was thinking though? I think the Senate has to vote to impeach him, and then Pence has to do something. No, I think Pence was a totally different oh, route. Oh, that, that was the twenty fifth ab- amendment. Yes, that they abandoned, and now they're doing it their own way. But the last time, from my understanding, don't quote me. The last time we tried to impeach him, the House voted yes, and then the yes. Senate didn't. Okay, and so I don't know why they're waiting or when they're going to do it, but the Senate has to vote again to see if he's impeached. Okay, I think Mitch McConnell said he won't do it any earlier than the. 19th the day before yeah like they're trying to it's like really shady so dumb anyway i think that i think that him not going to the inauguration is an impeachable act and that's just me is yes is like and i know joe biden said a bunch of other shit he did was impeachable but yeah of course but i'm but i'm saying like that alone like i think that joe biden's saying like he doesn't want him there and like we don't need him there i get it because it's not going to be like it's not going to be like pleasant. Yeah. But I think that what what happens when a sitting president doesn't pass down, you know, have like a smooth transition of power and doesn't show this like moment of unity uh, when you're transferring like from one party to the other is that it actually causes like more havoc than anything. We're already in a bad place. And I think now it just looks like even worse. Like now we're super divided. Um and it's not diplomatic. You think fucking Barack and Michelle wanted to stand there and watch, you know, Trump become the president of the U- United States get sworn in? Like, no, like, I didn't want to watch that. Like, imagine being there in person and passing this on. And Michelle Obama talks about this in her book. Like, yeah, it wasn't, like, a comfortable experience. But, like, they did it because that's what you do as a president. That, you know, you you, you put the country democracy, first. Yeah, said. and for democracy. It's like, yeah. for you to just be like, I'm not going. Like, you're a fucking, like, little, like child and a lot of people there's conspiracy theories and people think that him saying he's not going is somehow yeah giving the green light to his people to come and yeah, do something that's what like i was saying last week on the podcast twitter like inferred and they came out in their statement they said like trump not attending yes, yes, we yes. are gonna like interpret that as he's like doing some sort like, of like call to action yeah like, do, like that yeah. he does not like agree with this he does not support this though so therefore like do your thing. do yeah, yeah go do as you will do so. as you wish so i mean at this point i think yeah like mute him like completely t- he's off all social media platforms so youtube got him at like took his page down twitter facebook instagram and i think a lot of people were having this conversation like i heard it on the radio and like carrie hilson said it she was like oh like this is so problematic that like it's freedom of speech you can like control what we say and how we say it and what we say and where we say it and all this kind of stuff but like what people don't understand is like freedom of speech protects you from the government not letting you speak not private entities like social media companies like they have the right if they're if and again this is not for any reason i think they took this conversation way off track like Twitter didn't shut him down because they didn't like what he was saying. He was inciting violence. They shut him down after a violent attack happened. Yeah. So I think people need to be really careful about like, I think to be honest, if we're going to critique and like the social media platforms, it took them way too long to take him down because he was had false, like fake news, false news, propaganda, like really problematic rhetoric over the last like four years or five years. And then they finally, after like an attack on the Capitol happened, we're like, oh, okay, yeah, we'll take him down now. Yeah. So like people are like, oh, like 
freedom of speech, control like what we say. And it's like, no, that's not the case. He was inciting violence. And again, this is your freedom of speech is protected in the Constitution from the government, not from private companies. So I think people need to like remember that. Yeah, I mean, I think I get it to a certain extent because our way to be able to pass down information and to get information to the masses or say what we want to say nowadays is you know, social media. It's like, I can get on my podcast and say what I want to say. I can get on my YouTube. I can get on my Twitter. So I understand that part of it. And I understand the reverse. Like you look at people in some of these countries, like maybe Russia, Saudi Arabia, you can't say things about the government. You can't say things about the country. You can't say things about the politics. You fucking disappear. Like you're gone. Like that's what Lena's saying when she's talking about like freedom of speech against like the government. So like I totally get what they're saying, but this just isn't that. Yeah, it's not. The, it's, it's not, it's the not same that. Case. I think maybe they're saying this is problematic because it can lead to that. Like it can lead to I know, now social it- media platforms using their you know discretion to whatever extent they want because if the shoe was on the other foot and we're talking about like you know it was like the majority of the country and like the social media was so conservative and they were very much on that side and like liberals tried to be like this is wrong but this is this not is about wrong. I don't think we should make it about conservative and liberal this goes down to their like something simple like their terms and policies yeah. if you're inciting violence yeah. like you are out and like yeah. they have to do that to protect themselves so when it comes down to violence like yeah if you want to be a, with a group of people and incite violence yes you will be taken off of like the private yeah like less private companies page but and like for example for trump like if he wants to address his people he can always go on like tv cable networks if they want him like if they'll take him like he has other ways to speak like if fox wants to put him on like he can do that he's not like obviously in today's day and age like yes social media is the easiest way to speak to people but like you can also get on tv like i don't i know i think that maybe the conversation is not necessarily trump we know trump has access i think it's just like oh shit like uh, our regular people our first amendment what the fuck like now we're, they're gonna start silencing it, us which i don't think is gonna happen yeah. i understand the argument and like the concern but I, this is just not that i think to be it could clear, it could become that because we see that in other countries yeah we see it every censored people can't get on google in some countries there's things they yeah, can't china but, like restricts websites and pages i I totally understand the like the conversation i just let's have the right like the the right right conversation conversation. and it's like this is not what they're doing and yes if they tried to do that that would be very problematic but i think what they're doing is good if they're like silent if any group like because social media can be bad like there there are groups and pages of people who extremists who have facebook groups and like communicate there, there have been like attacks and shootings and all this kind of stuff that people communicated through social media. So, like, curbing like people who are inciting violence on yeah. social media is very important. And that's kind of the point that I wanted to make because that's scary. True that, girl. True that. So, that's all we have for Talkworthy. Um, let's get into dropping gems. Um, this week's dropping gems segment, I wanted to talk about letting go of the past. Um, I don't know, for some reason, these past couple of weeks have been really difficult for me. Um, I have these moments where I've just been like breaking down and the sadness is just like consumes me. And this is another reason why I say like, okay, this is the first day of the year because I'm really, really trying to leave that shit in 2020, you know, fake 2020, 21, the first two weeks of 2021. Um, but yeah, so what happens in these moments when I get sad is I instantly take myself back to the past at some point where things were different. And when I say different, I mean like maybe more stable or maybe where I felt like I was 
in the direction that I wanted to be going in life, I instantly take myself back there. Um, and I think that's natural. I think that when things aren't going your way, you go back to a place, you know, back to the memories of when you felt like things were going your way. Um, so that's why I, I instantly go there. Um, and you know, regardless, I think that when I take myself back to this place, I'm instantly filled with emotions. Most of them are usually negative. I don't really go back to when, if I go back to a time where, you know, I think of like positive things that happened and I was like super happy or whatever it was, I still feel sad because it's in the past. Um, so it never is really like a positive experience. It usually just makes me break down even more. Um, and while I think that it's natural to feel that way when you think about the past and maybe how you used to be or how things used to be. I think that as long as you're mourning the past, you can't really experience the future and the present moment. Um, and I had to remind myself, you know, and I have to constantly remind myself this since, you know, these past few months, but the past two weeks especially, is that the past is a past for a reason. And as long as you are, you know, living in the past, that you are not allowing things um, to progress in your future. When you're comparing, you know, your past from your current, you're not letting new blessings come into your life. Like you're technically blocking your blessings. And that's another important thing to know is just comparison. Um, when you take yourself back to the past, you are comparing yourself or your situation then versus now. And you know, we know what they say about comparison. It's the thief of joy. So that's what's happening is you're, you're when you're comparing, you're kind of blocking your blessings um, and, and blocking yourself from experiencing the present moment. Um, and I think that when you release things, you are welcoming new things in your life. And you know, living in the past allows old doors to kind of stay open and it stops new doors from opening. So that's something important to know and that's what I'm trying to you know remind myself that when you reopen old wounds you're kind of self-sabotaging um and that's what I feel like I've been doing to myself I've just been questioning everything all the time and I feel like I'm self-sabotaging um to an extent so I'm just reminding you guys and myself this is like a therapy to myself and to whoever needs to hear it that Sometimes it's best to just leave the past in the past. Um, I know that it's hard. It's, you know, it, what triggers me is if I'm doing something or I'm trying to do something or I'm whatever it is and I'm having this moment and it's not going my way that I instantly rem remember at a time when it was going my way. And I, instead of like, you know, just leaving it, reminding myself of it and leaving it where it was, I feel how I felt and I get frustrated that, that that is in the past now and that I'm now in a different place in my life and I'm not necessarily 100% happy with where I am. So I that is what's triggering to me. And, you know, this all goes back to what's been my determination for, I don't know, two years now, which is like be present, like be in the present moment. And that is the constant reminder because if you're focused and so focused on what's happening right now, you don't have time to escape to the past and then take yourself down this like dark fucking hole of just like past emotions and now you're just sitting in your own funk for hours at a time. So just a reminder to myself and anyone else that needs to hear it, like leave the past in the past, you know, be open to new things and new things will come. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that as well. And I always also like try to be in the moment. I think I like we I said this when we were like talking about this in our like pre-production meeting is that like I've noticed for me at least like in 
looking back on things now, it's like when I was upset about like things not going my way or like, you know what I mean? Looking for me, it hasn't so much more been looking for the past. It's kind of the opposite of like what I want in the future. And mm-hmm. it's like not happening for me right now. And it's like sometimes, yeah, it is interesting. Like I don't struggle with that, like the past a lot. Um, it's more so like what I want for the future and it's not coming when I want it or yeah. at the pace that I want it. And I think it can, this can be used for both the present and the future, but like God will give you like what you need right now and mm-hmm. maybe not what you want. And like what you need is more important for you. And I've tried to always, I go back to that. It's like, okay, like if I'm not getting this right now, like what I'm receiving is like what I need to like become that person or to receive right. what I want to receive. And I kind of try to accept it and have like a moment with God, like, okay, like this is what I need. Like, let me me try to figure out why like this is happening to me or like I'm going through this or whatever the case may be because like I know God is like putting me through this for a reason and mm-hmm. it's some I need to receive something from it and I need to be going through it mm-hmm. so like I do that as well and I think we can also get lost and not be in the present moment if we're so far in the future and like this mm-hmm. is and like that's where I've talked about this a lot and I actually talked about it with Milana yesterday like suffering from like anxiety it's like you're always worried about the future and like I try to balance like being in the present moment and like looking at your wins and like really sitting and accomplishing like your successes and stuff like that whether that be like in personal or professional because that reminds you like because you're always kind of looking to the next thing but you should yes. sit and appreciate like how far you've come and like like let's say look in the past and see how much you've grown and like whatever successes that you know are personal to you that you feel that you accomplished mm-hmm. so like I don't really like suffer from like being like too fast paced in life that I'm not in the present moment it's just kind of like kind of more so wishing and wanting things to be like different and I've really like in the last two years have to just accept the way like things are and like how like my life is right now but also what's in my control to like try to change what I want for the future because like some things are in your control and some things are not um and then I saw this to uh this post that Vanessa Bryant posted today on her Instagram and it's interesting it kind of ties in cuz it can be about like the loss of someone or it could just be in general but she wrote on her Instagram stories she said <clears throat> She wrote on her Instagram stories, uh, let me be real. Grief is a messed up cluster of emotions. One day you're in the moment laughing and the next day you don't feel like being alive. I want to say this for people struggling with grief and heartbreaking loss. Find your reason to live. I know it's hard. I look at my daughters and I try to push through that feeling for them. Death is guaranteed, but living the rest of your day isn't. Find your reason. And I was like, I think that's like Mm -hmm. such an important conversation. And it's like really brave of her to like say that because I think a lot of people do struggle with that. And grief is so complicated, whether it be like you're grieving what you thought your life was going to be, or you're grieving the loss of somebody or whatever Mm -hmm. the case may be. And I think that's a really important reminder. So I just wanted to share that because I was like, that was really like well said. It was. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Some days you're like, because some people would be like, oh, she's fine. Like she's laughing or anybody like posting like TikToks, but like she's not. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. But and it's like that is really like life. Like Mm -hmm. that is going through like the process of life. And I think it's like good and like healthy to like have those days either way and just like process your emotions. So like, you know, like you're not alone and there's people like you can rely on like whether it be like people you know what I mean through social media or in your directly in your life and it's just like to lean on that and of course like at the end of the day to always like lean on God either we're talking on the phone or Mm -hmm. I hear you speak now and it's like what you're describing is like grief yeah it's definitely a form of yeah. yeah like if I mean if anybody doesn't know like 
Moana's two grandmothers passed away. Like, it's like, you're not going to just be okay the next day. Some days you're going to be yeah. okay. And some days something is going to remind you of it. And you're going to feel that emotion and like miss the person. And it's like healthy to like talk about it, remember them, honor them. So yeah. 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 Well, that's all we have. Thank you guys for listening. Happy uh, new year. <laughs> <laughs> um, how many times is she gonna say Happy i'm gonna new say year. it because i just really feel like it's just the new year now so like now we're officially there can't wait to watch this inauguration and um yeah i'm just excited for the rest of this year hopefully it's again better um that's all i have make sure to subscribe leave a rating and a review on the podcast apps and on youtube just give this video a thumbs up leave a comment follow me at starring milana follow lena at lena noral dean um and follow noir notebook our production company and thank you guys for listening we'll be back next week bye bye